Last week, we left off in Revelation chapters 6 and 7, where God the Father is handing the scroll to the Lamb, Jesus, the Son, and he's breaking open those seven seals, and we see that the end times gets unleashed on the earth. And this week, in week four of our Revelation series, we're going to talk about the dragon and the two beasts. And this week, we're going to skip ahead where we see this cosmic battle between the woman, who represents God's people, and a dragon who represents Satan. Now, the woman defeats the dragon, but for now, the dragon is allowed to wage war on the earth. And that's what we're going to see in Revelation chapter 13. This is where we're going to look at the two beasts that come up, one out of the sea and one out of the land. Here's what we're going to learn first. Throughout history, Satan has deceived people through counterfeit Christs. The first beast in Revelation is the Antichrist, who will come in the last days. Now, an Antichrist is a powerful figure who is against Christ. And there's not just one final Antichrist. The Bible actually says that there will be many Antichrists in the world. 1 John 2:18. Dear children, he writes, the last hour is here. You have heard that the Antichrist is coming, and already many such Antichrists have appeared. From this we know that the last hour has come. So there's not just one capital A Antichrist. There are also many lowercase a Antichrists. But there's more. Later, John writes this in chapter 4. If someone claims to be a prophet and does not acknowledge the truth about Jesus, that person is not from God. Such a person has the spirit of the Antichrist, which you heard is coming into the world and indeed is already here. So the spirit of Antichrist is alive and well, probably at your school or at your workplace or in your community. It's anyone who mocks God. It's anyone who mocks God's truth. But when we take a look at Revelation 13, we see the final last days Antichrist. John says, Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. And the dragon, Satan, gave the beast, the Antichrist, his own power and throne and great authority. Verse 4, They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power. And they also worshipped the beast. Who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed. Who is able to fight against him? So the first beast is the Antichrist, who will come in the last days. But there's another beast that we see as we continue to read in Revelation 13. The second beast is a false prophet, who will come in the last days to deceive the world and persecute Christians. Verse 11, John writes, Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast. And then verse 14, with all the miracles that he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world, and he ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast. In verse 15, he was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. And then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. Go back and read those verses and you'll see the two weapons of Satan that we see throughout the biblical story. Deception on one hand, Satan is always about 
deceiving and twisting the truth. Think back to Adam and Eve. And persecution, on the other hand. So these two weapons, deception and persecution, are alive and well in Revelation 13. And we see something called the mark of the beast. And this is the counterfeit Shema, an oath of allegiance. Taken on the forehead and the hand, it represents thoughts and actions. Now, to understand this, you have to go back to Deuteronomy 6, verses 4 through 6. This is the Shema, the oath of allegiance that Jewish people would take. Listen, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord alone, and you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your strength, and you must commit yourselves wholeheartedly to these commands that I'm giving you today. This is an oath of allegiance to the one true God. And look at what Moses commands the Israelites in verses 7 and 8. He says, repeat these commands again and again to your children. Talk about them when you are at home and when you're on the road, when you're going to bed and when you're getting up. Tie them to your hands and wear them on your forehead as reminders. Now, remember, this is the real Shema, the oath of allegiance to the one true God. But look at what happens in Revelation 13. The beast required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead, and no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. So what happens all the way back in Deuteronomy chapter 6, when God's prophet, Moses, encourages the people to pledge their allegiance to the one true God and to his ways, we fast forward now to Revelation 13, and we see the false prophet telling the people to take the mark of the beast and pledge their allegiance to Satan, the dragon, and to the Antichrist. And you notice that on the forehead, which represents your thoughts, and on the hand, which represents your actions, this is really how we show that we are for someone, whether it's that we're for God and his truth and the word, or whether it's that we're for the dragon and Satan and deception. But here's what we must remember when we read these two chapters. The cosmic battle is already won. Go back and read Revelation 12. Though the earthly battle is yet to come, which is what we see here in Revelation 13. And the point is this, Jesus preserves his people in the midst of the hostile forces of Satan. Let's end with Revelation 14, verse 1. John says, Then I saw the Lamb, Jesus, standing in Mount Zion, and with him were 144,000 who had his name and his Father's name written on their foreheads.